Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day, every Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of The Coach. It's a Who's Tweeting edition of the show. Who's Tweeting? Where we go over your feedback, your letters, your correspondence, your thoughts, and of course your recommendations. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to jump right in. I don't even, I didn't even label this. I guess it's just a straight up tweet. So this is true who's tweeting right here. Who's tweeting? Who is? And it's a tweet from Steve Dennis who said, Roach Coach, is Animal Alpha, you pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. I know. On the long list, fire, fire, fire is a good place to start. I'm going to say it. Animal Alpha, I've never heard of this band. This uh, album title, You Pay for the Whole Seep, You Only Need the Edge. It's confident. Classic. Classic. And um, Fire, 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 thank you for including a song to choose from. Otherwise, we would just look at this track list and be lost. So I've has anyone heard of this band, Animal Alpha? No. No, I have not. Okay. Well, let's let's take a listen here and see what we got. Okay. All right. That was quite a chorus there. Brought me in. I wasn't so sure about those verses, but the chorus, quite nice. Jenny, what'd you think of that one? I was into it. I'd be curious to see if it gets more new, but in general, I, I'm definitely into it. Matt? Same. All right. I guess we're putting Animal Alpha on the long list. Thank you, Steve Dennis. And now we're going to run over to one of our favorite segments. Who's emailing? Who's emailing? I'll tell you who. Corey Adams. Subject line, Macho Man Randy Savage. I would open that in a heartbeat. It says, hey, everyone, just wanted to make a wild recommendation. I don't know if you're all aware of its existence, but there is a rap rap rock album by Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, you read that correctly. Titled Be a Man that I think would be good for the show. And he has a YouTube link. Let's check it out. All right, here we go. Oh, 
I'm the wrestling king, but now I'm spitting lyrics. Took a break from the ring, cause I want you all to hear this. Coming in a medium, nobody expected. Been in the game for years and I'm still respected. Macho Man Randy Savage, the true chief warrior. Critics, I'm ignoring ya, to ladies, it's euphoria. People in the streets say, Randy, you the illest. And I'm one of the realest, so it's not hard to feel this. People wanna know if Macho's still in the ring. People wanna know if Randy's doing his thing. Everybody's talking, wanna know this and that. So I'ma tell you right now, Randy Savage is back. People wanna know if Macho's still in the ring. Wow. Wow. Matt, how'd you feel about that? Okay. Let us be honest. Yeah. It is better than the boot stomping band starring Hulk Hogan. You know, Hulk Hogan also had at least a one song that is rap rock called Beach Patrol. Do I dare find that right now? Oh, do yourself a fave. <laughs> Okay. Find right. beach patrols. I I guess maybe this does indicate that I'm aware of this Randy Savage. I have <laughs> this album. Too. I have Hulk Hogan and the wrestling uh wrestling boot band Hulk Rules. I own this CD, but I don't know if I've ever heard Beach Patrol, but we're about to hear it right now. Walking down the beach, looking for some action. Had my radio set on a rap rap station. Saw a girl in trouble, a sticky situation. She wanted me to give her mouth to mouth and just catch Jenny, you know this song. I know. You know these lyrics. I know every word to this song. <laughs> this is like a top <laughs> summer jam for me. It's. Such a dumb fucking song. It just truly, truly brings a smile to my face every time I hear it. I actually was made aware of this song by a listener, Tony, when we worked together at record time. He made me a mix CD and this was on it. And I'm forever grateful. Wow. That is is something. I'm going to say that neither song is amazing in terms of being like songs that i would i would listen to both of these songs ironically and kind of love them for what they are but not go out of my way to hear them this is absolutely the song that you do what jenny just did you guys heard beach patrol my hulk hogan yeah mm-hmm. you have to fucking hear yeah, beach patrol not- you're not gonna you're not gonna finish your day of work, walk to the parking lot, get in your car, and drive home leisurely listening to this. <laughs> Macho Man Randy I don't think so. I might. I don't maybe I have a different relationship <laughs> with these things, but like I for me and and maybe this is just like a different way of expressing the same feeling, but like if I listen to something and it brings me joy or if i watch something and it brings me joy it's not like stratified in my mind it's like do i really actually like this because do i think it's like high art no but do i really fucking like it oh yeah 
I really like it. It makes me happy. It's silly and dumb and like I don't, I haven't listened to the whole Randy Savage album, but like speaking specifically for like Beach Patrol or other things that like I get that they're not like probably going to like move me to tears, but I might listen to Beach Patrol on my way home just leisurely because it's just a bop. I don't have to think about it. That's why I watch Lifetime movies. You know, I'm not like, oh, these are so bad. It's amazing. It's just like, it's just dumb and it's fine. And I get it. And I know what's going on. I don't think about it. I like it. Sincerely. I mean, I get that for that brief period of time in my life when I was deep in MLMFAO, you know, but it was fleeting, but it was a moment. It was a moment. Well, I'll be honest. I will listen to Lil B. And Lil B is very polarizing. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think that he's hack and bullshit. But I unironically like Lil B. There you go. I mean, going back to it, I mean, the beat to I'm in Miami, bitch. Top five beat. Top five. <laughs> top five. Um, do, I mean, do, are we, are we doing anything with this Macho Man album? Look, <laughs> respecting it, respecting it. We're putting some respect on its name. Yep. What do you think? For sure. I feel like let's not rule it out. Okay. Because okay. let's, uh, maybe it's on the long list. Let's put it on, okay. put it on the long list. Maybe put there's, the list. maybe there's like an exploration in there. I, I wonder if there was more. Uh, rap rock by wrestlers than than we're currently aware of. So, wrestling is a prime new metal thing, as we know, as we have well covered. Get the tables. Uh, we got an email <laughs> from uh, Gareth Davies. Subject line: Get wrecked. All right. All right. This is a recommendation that is also a challenge, Gareth. <laughs> they are all challenges. <laughs> I don't know if Stands with Fists are on the long list, but they put out their first major album, The Time Capsule, in 2010. In spite of the name, it is not a greatest hits compilation, but a double concept album broken up into four parts, Arctic, Molten, Time Space, and Space Time. And you guys, it takes us on a 34-track, two-hour odyssey of the senses. The Arctic tracks are not new. They're more like Tomahawk meets Scandinavian psychological thriller soundtrack. But when you get into the molten and time space parts, we take a hard turn into weird vocal synths, chugging guitars, new rhythms, breathy whispers, metal growls, throat singing, vocal fry, spitting, ambient synths, Michael Winslow vocal sound effects, and stuff they don't even have a name for. But that's not enough. We also go to Tool Town. We take a dip in the clay pool. There's hard spitting over a beatbox didgeridoo. We meet the Bixler Zavala Rodriguez Lopez twins in passing. We get sad down tempo river, da- river dance violins. There are classic track names like Pineal Gland Journey, Spicy Beef Curtains, and Stab Phone 5. After a run of 13 wild new metal tracks and a handful of interludes, Space Time lands us at the dead center of a perfect circle. I'm not mad at it. I guess what I'm saying is that this album is an incredibly ambitious melting pot of ideas, the big old hard and new at its core. I don't know how you'd even begin to approach it as an album of the week, 
but there's definitely some canon-worthy stuff in there. Here's a sample. He included a Spotify link. Enjoy and keep up the good work. Smiley face emoji. Thank you, Gareth. I've never heard of stands with fists. This description is both haunting and daunting. We have a Spotify link. It is a true haunt and daunt. It's a haunt and a daunt. All right, well, I've been haunted. I've been daunted. Here is the track. very new it also gave me a little bit with that didgeridoo weird thing up top a little bit of a butthole surfers vibe okay i can kind of get you know, that a little bit of a gibby a little gibby in there um i mean once i've heard it i'm gonna be honest no longer haunted no longer daunted i still feel Getting a little with- daunted by yeah the, the description of the album itself but it doesn't feel haunting like Everything that was described sounds from maximum sweet to minimum okay. So that doesn't feel bad. But thinking about us trying to talk through 30-something tracks, just... Wow. We're going to have to go on vacation together if we're going to do that. Talk about (laughs) it on the drive. It's going to take a long time. Record some on the beach. Yeah, we're driving to Key West. We might get it done. Uh, (laughs) But hey... I think it's well documented that I can't say no to a challenge. So <laughs> I don't know. What do you uh, all think? Um, you know, I mean, well, he says that you know one one disc is is definitely new. The rest isn't. But at the same time, the completest in me feels like you got to do it all. Matt, what do you think about this challenge? Uh. Well, I know don't ever dare Jenny to do something. <laughs> Maybe now that I have a child, it'll be different. <laughs> Speaking you know. as me now, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if the thing is, if one of you accepts, I'm going along for the ride. <laughs> It's, you know, Matt, it's, it, one day what's going to happen, you're just going to hear this honk outside your house, and you're going to come outside, and we'll all been vaccinated, and we'll say, Matt, get in the car, we got some recording equipment, it's time, drive to Key West, and listen to Stance with Fists. We'll know. It's, we'll it's know when time. it's time. Oh my gosh. 
34 songs, one hour, 58 minutes. Wow. Wow. Bold moves. Bold. All right. We'll say right now, challenge considered. We see you stands with fists. Perhaps we'll stand alongside you. Thank you. All right. We also got an email from Chris Vasconcelos, and the subject is Chronic Future Recommend. Again, what open. Chris says, hey there, love the show. Make sure to pimp you all as much as humanly possible during a pandemic such as now. Appreciate you. Yeah. Today, I have a possible recommendation that I think has never been brought up. Chronic Future. They had three albums and then one last year that no one seemed to care for before falling away into total obscurity. Their first self-titled album is too rough to appreciate. The second album, Four Elements, is aggressive and much more new than their third album, my personal favorite, Lines in My Face, which is a much more radio-friendly but was a good representation of good rap rock after the comedown. No obvious pit activators, unfortunately, but to me, they're missing from the solid canon that already exists. I'm curious on what you all think. Thanks for the laughs and the countless hours that you've occupied for me while I work from home or sit and stare outside, hoping the world opens back up soon so I can do something other than read. Keep on rolling, baby. Uh, Keep on rolling, baby. Also, by the time you read this email, maybe early 2021? Nailed it. How much hate mail or tweets did you get about In Flames being Christmas metal? The guitar tone from In Flames for a long time, one of the more sought-after tones from the metal guitar purist since the album Horacle. To answer your question, yeah, we got some hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, if you can't take the heat, then don't set your Christmas tree on fire. With your Christmas music. Wow. That's what it sounds like. Wow, wow, wow. Heels have been dug in. Listen, you're not going to change my mind on this Jingle Bells. I'm hearing it. Put a hat on Frosty the Snowman and play him some In Flames. He's going to love it. He's going to love it. Because it sounds like Christmas music. I stand by it 100%. Keep keep those emails coming. Keep them coming. To go back, the Chronic Future. Uh, yeah, we have never been recommended them. They are not on the long list. Uh, is anyone familiar with Chronic Future? I am not. And uh, there was no link with this. Should I try I mean, to find it? Well, let's see. So the first album is too rough to appreciate. The second album, Four Elements, is aggressive, much more new. And then the third album, Lines in My Face, is much more radio-friendly. Yeah, all the... All the top tracks are off of uh, Lines in My Face. Let's hear the top track off Lines in My Face. Okay. It's called Time and Time Again. This is Chronic Future. Inspiring, shining, <laughs> rising.
Wow. So that's juxtaposition there. Big time. That was their 2004 album. I'm just going to go to, sure, a song in the middle of their first album just to see where they came from. Uh, This is Miles to Go Before We Sleep. sounds like 1996 1996 or 6 1996 Matt what year was that that was 96 now let's go to 2000 for four elements run for shelter all right we're gonna give run for shelter one go here and then we're good they make the long list i don't don't think they do tell the truth it's it's interesting because it sounds to me like an alt band with a rapper not a metal band not yeah because everything else is just sounds very alt there's songs to start and it makes me think of i don't know some brit pop bands a lot of other things and you go in that chorus that especially in the first song you played it's like sticky sweet pop um but that, yeah, I didn't get a ton. I mean, yeah, he's rapping, but otherwise, don't get a ton of new. Jenny, what'd you think? I didn't get new from this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I didn't mind it. I appreciate the yeah. wreck, but I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a ton. Yeah, I didn't get a ton of new. Did not get a ton of new. But um, I I will investigate more though because I'm curious on my own. But yeah, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's quite new enough. Uh, but thank you, Chris. Thank you. We got an email here. It's from uh, from Kevy, and the subject is Biscuit Boy. Oh, hell yeah. You'd open that one, Jenny. Oh, for sure. Without a second thought. He says, hi, pals. New fan here from Vancouver, Canada. I just thought you'd enjoy knowing I grew up on new metal, and now I make pop music for a living. I've actually written on a few Carly Rae Jepsen albums, which I've heard Jenny bring up that she likes Carly a few times. Just know that a few of Carly's songs have subconscious corn influence. Kevy from the band Fake Shark. Kevy, thank you for writing in. Please let Carly know that we're all big fans. Run Away With Me is an all-timer. Jenny, where do you stand on the Carly Rae Jepsen discography? What's, what's, your, what's your top? I don't really have a top. I just... I never got too deep into Carly, but I've never heard a Carly Bob that I didn't like. I'll say that. There you go. Matt, where do you stand on the old Carly Rae Jepsen discography? I'm a fan. I would need to dip deeper um, 
into emotion, I feel like that is the one that I need to spend more time with. I feel like emotion is probably the one that will resonate with me the most. I think so. For me, I'm always going to be a big fan of the Kiss album. Um, I think that one's got the most bangers for me. Um, but emotion's really strong. I actually, the um, the one she did last year, but the, she did like a side B to that one, and I like that the side B better than the actual album. But I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head. It's killing me. Wow. Um, I've never but, felt more like a poser in my life. I feel I don't know <laughs> shit about Carly Rae Jepsen compared to you guys. But I do like knowing that some of the songs have a subconscious corn influence. Well, thank you, Covey. Appreciate it. And uh, keep on keep on writing those bops, man. Keep them coming. Uh, you know, we did an episode at the top of the year all about hot action cop. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <sighs> we did. Yeah, we did. We did do we did. that. We, we kicked off the year with that. And not only in that episode did we talk about hot action cop, but Jenny, you also um, made your big announcement. Right. And so we have a lot of reactions to both the album and and to your announcements and and so we're we're going to go through it a lot of a lot of feedback a lot of thoughts a lot of feelings people really going through it here do you do you want to start off with Chris Sure Chris Duff says okay I will send one Matt sentiments in my own word and say if you are doing this dumpster fire of an album and there is no excuse not to do either one fierce beer coaster or hooray for boobies from Bloodhound Gang. I'm listening at work, so I'm only an hour and a bit in, but so far it's great, except the music. Congrats to Jenny and Mitch, and looking forward to the format changes. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And Daniel Hedger says, Preach! This has to be the worst album they've ever done, particularly because the band as players aren't that bad and thus are using their meager talents for evil. Mm. Mm. Wow. There you go. And Matt, quick reminder. Um, so we're done with the Twisted 200. And now we're on our way to 300. Yep. Do we? Re- what? What is the 300 called? You give me just a moment, and I will okay. tell you what it is. Uh, carry on, okay. carry on. Okay. All, All right. right. Alan Smock says, The fact that you announced your pregnancy on Roach Coach before announcing it on your personal Facebook page really shows you care about your fans. Congrats, Jenny and Mitch. You're going to be great parents. Go Comedy Improv Theater is really going to need a daycare center when they reopen. True enough, Alan, and... By now, you know, I never announce that shit on my Facebook page because I don't want a bunch of fucking weirdos knowing I'm pregnant. But I do want a bunch of fucking weirdos who listen to this show to know that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. There's like a I think I learned a lot about the people I'm friends with on Facebook during the whole pandemic. And I was like, you don't get to know about this shit. Roach Riders and Indigo Angels, on the other hand. Of course. Absolutely. Gareth Davies back again. He says, OMG, where to start? I was so happy to see this episode kicking off 2021 and even happier to hear the good news for Jenny and Mitch. Congrats, guys. Stoked for both of you. But oh, man, these fucking guys. I salute all three of you for sitting down with this unsolicited dick pic of an album. It's a party. Just don't leave your drink unattended. 
to answer the rhetorical question about the chili peppers from non-hater of a narrowly specific RHCP era, Sir Psycho Sexy gets in there with the graphic details and the stankiest funk bass you'll ever hear. All in all, this was a hot app. You don't even need songmeanings.com comments when the lyrics are already an unmoderated stream of semi-literate verbal diarrhea. Hey. Gareth, you, you did it again. True enough. Cameron LeMans says, kind of like how Gigi Allen almost sounds like a parody of punk rock. This is that for new metal. I had flashes of every stereotypical Westland dirtbag I've ever met hearing this. Cameron and I went to middle and high school together, and I fucking concur. Michael said this was, from my memory anyway, a top three staple in the dollar bins at CD stores. It's honestly the only place I can recall seeing it, and I get why. Good party album, bad everything else album. Love the episode. Keep on rolling. Thank you, Keep Mike. on rolling, baby. Ben Rice says, OMG, you're all finally truly going to be our new metal parents. <laughs> <laughs> it did finally happen. Good point. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fenton says, okay, I have to ask, are you guys being held against your will and forced to do this stuff? I wouldn't have made it 30 seconds into the first song before saying, nope, you don't have to torture yourselves, guys. Listen, we made a promise when we started this show. We don't, we don't quit the album. All right. Also, Jenny, you don't back down from a challenge. I can't. I feel it's like just this sick urge to just be like i'm not backing down i don't know what it is chris vasconcelos says okay so i liked one song back in the day from this album that was on the american pie 2 soundtrack and the need for speed game where it was heavily censored and changed but i hate it in this album now it's the wish version of the bloodhound gang also, coming from Louisville, this was a hot topic band on our local rock station for months. Great episode, though. Congrats, Jen and Sweet Sweet Mitchell. Thank you. Jonathan Gordon said, first episode in a long time I couldn't get through. Quit after FIBA for the flavor like any sane person would. This is an episode you should have definitely been paid to get through. <laughs> well, thank you, Jonathan. And have we mentioned our Patreon? <laughs> patreon.com slash roach coach podcast become a patron and and anytime yeah anytime we feel like this album an album we're doing is too much we can just look at our patreon subscribers and just just imagine scrooge mcduckin there you go austin count says every time a song plays i can imagine these guys setting up at a local dive bar maybe outside during the summer volleyball five dollar pitchers they're over on the stage, which is just a big piece of wood with a tent over it. Then they play Fever for the Flava, and the drummer's girlfriend is doing a sexy little dance, and their buddies are pretty hammered and grabbing each other, singing the chorus. Their friend who was at divorce court earlier undoes a couple buttons on his shirt and turns his hat backwards while doing a silly dance. Also, big old congrats to Jenny and Mitch. Austin, I think you're right. You painted a vivid picture. <laughs> I feel like I've been to that multiple times. Yeah. Lars says, when you order Fred Durst from Wish. Clearly, yeah, hey. this is 
Clearly, Wish is, Wish is getting slandered here tonight. Let me tell yeah, you. That's a got him right there. That is. Daniel Jacob says, Face Around is just a one-to-one butt version of Hollow by Pantera. Wow. One-to-one wow. butt. One-to-one butt. Uh, oh, boy. Another got him. That's true. Garrett Fuller says, The Indigo Angel is giving us an indigo child. Three prayer hands emojis. True, true. Uh, Marco says, You should try H Block X. I've got the power. It seems same shit as Hot Action Cop, but they're more in new metal from Germany. Check out their discography. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, Marco. And Stephen Tilbury says, holy fuckity fuckaroo. This was a fucking punish to listen to, and we only had to listen to the first minute or so of each song. <laughs> How the hell did you all manage to get through the whole album more than once? Thanks always for doing the hard yards and giving us the impeccable podcast apps you provide. If this album were a Tinder profile, it would be a crypto trading Tony Stark goatee having fuckboy who'd utterly fail at the oral delights he'd promised to deliver to whomever is unlucky enough to swipe right. And of course, biggest congrats to Jenny and Mitch for the tremendous news. I feel like the messages here are exactly right. <laughs> um, I, love I gotta tell this you, combo. the writing on all these comments, these descriptions, um, incredible. Painting a picture every time. I see this guy. A hundred percent. Wow. Incredible. That is that is our feedback for the Hot Action Cop app. So thank you everybody for writing in. So you want to know that, the, the name for oh, the uh three? Oh, I do. Episodes? I do. So it is the Bloodhound Three Pound Pound. How could we have forgotten? <laughs> the Bloodhound Three Pound Pound. Bloodhound Three Pound Pound. All right, the Bloodhound three pound pound, three hundred reviews on iTunes. We will do a Bloodhound Gang episode. This is this is the tough one for me, you guys. This is <laughs> oh man. Well, the good news is you got a while to work through your feelings. I suspect I at I least two years. Yeah, at least two years. Unless yeah. we take a major lift in popularity, it's going to be a while. If you guys start sharing. And just, you know, letting everybody know, you know, when you're in line for the vaccine, just letting everybody know, hey, the coach. Saved my life during COVID. That's right. Maybe that'll get us up and then I will listen to a Bloodhound Gang album sooner rather than later. Not looking forward to it, but. (laughs) You look so pained about this. There, um. It's not a good band. But <laughs> we've listened to worse. We have we, listened to worse we have for probably less. Probably listened to worse for less is true, yeah. But it's ah oh boy. Ah oh, this is gonna take me it's gonna take me a minute. But it's gonna take a minute to get these reviews. So there we go. Uh boy. <laughs> Jenny, uh, why don't you introduce this next segment? Sure. This next segment we all love. It's Eric Vandal's Vandals can't handles. Vandals can't handles. Can't handle it. Thank you. Uh, Lauren, why don't you tell me which of these Vandals can't handles are we going to do today? We are going to do Psychor, the song The Zoo. All right. All right. Here's Psychor with The Zoo. 
can't vandals can't handle of all gotta put a warning label on that shit what did we just hear oh my wow (laughs) we were just roasting hulk hogan can't handles that's a true can't handles right there my god tip of the hat psychor the zoo my god that was that was a trip. That was a trip. I was not prepared for that. At first I, I was you know, I was listening and I'm like, oh this is interesting sort of chug, but it's got a little bit of a stoner thing, and then took a turn, took another turn, and then, then, we then get it a gave story. us that chorus. And then it gave us Oh boy, Jenny, how are you feeling? I don't even know. I mean, it for sure was super entertaining and interesting. I almost was like, Are we just gonna listen to this whole song? Because... Got I it. Almost just, <laughs> I was like, I guess we got to play this thing. I mean, I'm going to listen to it again and try to see it through. Uh, I don't know. I'm a bit speechless, to be honest. And this, this album cover is an all-timer. It's a nude man uh, who is at the very left-hand corner, so you only see like half of his nude body. Uh, just probably two inches to the le- uh, to the right of the crack, so there's there's no real crack there. But then it's all naked people, upside down with their head in the sand, heading towards the ocean. Uh, by the way, they're on a beach, um, and they're all like in a diagonal line to the beach. It's uh crazy. It uh, this, these are wild boys. Hey, thanks. This is a wild band. Thanks for thinking probably. we could take it, Eric. <laughs> yeah we we are truly stunned um gonna need a minute gonna need a minute a true a true maybe can't handle this week with the vandals can't handles thank you for that and um and now it's the part of the show matt we go over to you yeah buddy for uh you know you always have some uh new news new thoughts new questions new queries what do you have for us this week absolutely um so if you didn't see uh, in the past, I guess, um, Mike Shinoda talked to Fantano, Anthony F- Fantano, the internet's busiest music nerd. And um, he, during that interview, stated that A Thousand Sons, which is Linkin Park's fourth record, is what he considered to be the one that really divided 
the Linkin Park fan base. It was the most divisive record. It's a record we have not done yet, um, but it kind of this article kind of felt apropos today, especially coming off of Hulk Hogan and our good friend Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage, sure. Yep, Savage. And the, I guess the question and the thing that I would like to talk about the most is um, either A, on a long enough timeline, if a band puts out enough records, aren't they guaranteed to put out a record that's going to split the fan base? Unless the band quits, is it an eventuality that a band will put out an album that splits the splits the fan base? I think so. Yeah. I would say so. I feel like any band that goes long enough that is looking to innovate and not be bored is going to make a record that that half the fan base is going to, or at least a vocal part of the fan base, will revolt on and say, how dare you? Why did you do this? I mean, just thinking to, to bands we've done on the show, I mean, famously, Korn did a dubstep record. And I can say that for me, that record kind of threw me for a loop and I was not really prepared for it. I mean, Jenna, you are a huge, huge Rush fan. Mm -hmm. Rush have, I don't know how many albums, 20 albums, 15 albums. I don't know exactly how many, but they have several. But, uh, (laughs) but I, I'm sure they have something in the discography that's kind of like the famed, like what was Rush doing moment. Uh, you know what? I guess I don't actually know which record would be considered that offhand. Like, I think because obviously just like by lieu of my age, my Rush fandom came very late in terms of like their popularity. And I never really dug into like what their fans thought about each of the albums because I don't really care that much to be totally fucking honest but if I had to guess based on all the Rush albums I've heard I I would I would guess maybe roll the bones through people for a loop are you familiar with roll the bones the song or the album oh yes yes I'm not I am not uh roll the bones has a little actually a little bit of a rap part in it um that's pretty (laughs) another song that i listen to it makes me so happy but i would guess it would be roll the bones if i had to guess and i will say and take rush out of the equation because it's you know it's usually their later a band's later work the longer a band goes in the more likely they are to have the next one be the one that gets shit on you know like with rush with vapor trails in 2002 I'm sure there was a fan from day one who was like, what are they doing? And there was probably another fan that was like, the boy's done it again. I feel like at a certain point with Rush albums, like if you're in, you're in. Because I remember like when Clockwork Angels came out, like people were just excited that there was another Rush album. And like it, it just didn't even, it almost I feel like doesn't even matter what they do. People are just like into it at that point. Like, but for me, like listening to Vapor Trails or like Clockwork Angels or whatever, like it, there's not a lot on there that I'm like super into, you know, 
but it's just sort of like a it's like sitting down for for lunch with the boys it's just fine it's nice you know yeah because i was thinking about like for me and like so sloan my favorite band we did an whole episode on them uh when they did um the commonwealth album and i want to say 2016 that was the one where they decided to group all of the members songs together in sections on the album as opposed to mixing them up in the sequencing and i remember thinking not bad but not that you this is not how you're supposed to do it like this is not how the sloan albums are supposed to go this feels like a mistake and i certainly didn't divide the fandom or anything but certainly was the thought was like mm, i think you you messed with a good thing with this one a little bit now to piggyback off your question matt is there a band that you were into and then they put out an album that was so offensive to your sensibilities that you stopped listening to the band entirely you know we we mentioned two weeks ago or yeah two weeks ago block party and uh intimacy felt such a departure of form from where they were that it really lost me but a band I, I loved and I was hanging with for a very, very long time was Radiohead. I was a tremendous Radiohead fan um, up until pretty much um, In Rainbows was the last album I liked. And then kind of King of Limbs, uh, it was like, nah, I'm good. I don't I don't need this. Oh, let me let me specify. Is there a band, though? Because I, I get what you're talking about. Of like, you know, you didn't go any further. But is there a band that you liked them, but then they put in an album that was so egregious, you just stopped listening to everything? Whoa! Like, their <laughs> whole catalog. Their whole catalog. You just scorched earthed it. <laughs> this sounds like a very specifically you thing to do, Lauren. <laughs> oh, me? You mean, like, I might have, like, a ready-made example ready to go? I like, just... first impressions of Earth by the stroke? <laughs> No, I know. I still listen to those first two Strokes records. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, but that album does stink. You are right. My example is Samstown by the Killers. <laughs> the modern Bruce Springsteen? I don't understand what they're doing, and it was very upsetting. <laughs> and I was like, forget it. And I just stopped listening to them straight up. Wow. And I loved Hot Fuss, but I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I got I got snookered by the last record they put out. All these reviews are really good. All these people on Twitter are like, New Killer's pretty good. Put that on. Got like three tracks in. I'm like, how fucking dare you? This is still the same Bruce Springsteen freaking bullshit. <laughs> Get this out of here. I like that you punish yourself by not listening to the record that you actually like because their later records weren't to your taste. <laughs> I was just, just <laughs> it was, it was tainting, you know? I mean, I got to say a similar thing happened with Mars Volta, but that was because of the live show, not so much the <laughs> output. Yeah. I think I've only done that with artists who have done things that I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Or the artists. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know i wonder now i wonder if there will be a band or an artist that i really enjoy that puts out something that is so bad that i'm like i'm not even going to enjoy the things that i like anymore do you have one I, Matt? 
I I really don't because I I would just listen to the old. Well, you know, when it comes to industrial, it was a little bit easier to put to put everything down. I uh, there was a band called Nitzereb. They had a pretty significant industrial hit uh, with a song called um, "Join in the Chant" from an album called That Total Age. And then that's just me jacking off <laughs> with knowledge. But like they put out an album called Big Hit that I bought, made it two tracks in, and was pretty much done with the band. Like, d- <laughs> like yeah, I guess that would be the band. So Nitzarev, there's your answer. Ooh, you know what? You did just remind me. I did basically stop listening to DJ Shadow after The Outsider. Which is a really bad album too. So here's the second part of that question. Let's roll down our our, our big five new metal bands. Which which album do we think is their most divisive? So if we were to say uh, Limp Biscuit, I think we're going to say results may vary, right? Yeah, I'd say that. I would agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we're going corn, we're going to say the Dubstep Step record. Yeah. If we're mm-hmm. going to say Deftones, is it gore? It's gore because gore is the only one that I have talked to people who've been like, gore is bad. And they're otherwise, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about the, like, Deftones fans say anything bad about the other Deftones records. Even something like Saturday Night Wrist, which I recall being like, everyone thinking it was not as good at the time. Everybody loves it now, and everybody's around it. But gore has not really grown in estimation over time. Lincoln Park, they're saying A Thousand Sons. Would you agree? Would you disagree? Do you have a different one that you would think? I think timing-wise, you can only say A Thousand Sons because the blowback on One More Light at time of release was very negative but because chester then passed away shortly afterwards that whole album was then recontextualized and now i think has been embraced as like a final you know message from him as it were and so i think yeah i think if if chester had not passed away and they'd asked shinoda that question he probably would say one more light but it's now become, uh, by the passage of time, uh, a thousand sons. And last one, Slipknot. That's a little tougher. I, I think it's volume three. Jenny, what do you think? I have no idea. You know what this is making me realize? <laughs> I never <laughs> ask anybody which albums they like or don't like. And I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> like, I like it. Like I liked, so it's like now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I have, I honestly don't think I've ever considered this before. I have no idea how to answer your question, Matt. So I'm I just letting it. Lauren go. And I'm like, man, should I be asking people more about this? Because I'm just like, I don't fucking know. I like that one. Like, so that's what you come here for. I'm just going to let Lauren take this one away because I am having an existential crisis now. Listen, I'm just going through my life, just going up to people going, 
Hey, what's your you device? Think of all hope it's gone. What do you think yeah. of the subliminal verses? <laughs> Listen, where do you stand on the gray chapter? Just real quick. You know, I'm at work <laughs> and I'm like, uh, before before we sign this lease, can we real quick just talk about your thoughts on We Are Not Your Kind? I know it's the most recent one. Recency bias. <laughs> I think it's honestly, I think it's I think it's volume three. Because volume three was the one where they were accused of getting more stone soury. And in comparison, even though it's not as good, All Hope is Gone, I think, was viewed as more of like a return to form of just being a heavy rock band. So I could see that. Because I feel like, once again, I feel like I talked to some people and they were like, Volume 3 is the worst one. Interesting. Which is which is nuts. Because it's got Before I Forget and Duality on it. And Pulse of the Maggots. And all those other good songs. But anyway. Well, Matt, once again... <laughs> You have us. You have us thinking. You have Jenny realizing. <laughs> realizing. I really uh, like. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like. Uh, there's a Carcass album called Swan Song that I really love, but apparently, true Carcass fans fucking hate that record, and I just never realized it. Until one day, like, I've, I got, like, roasted by some fucking guy for liking it. Like, and I obviously don't give a shit, but I was just like, huh? I guess people don't like that one. Now I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what else I'm going around. Like, what else am I unaware of, guys? I don't know. I don't know. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Well, there you go. We're always we're always learning. Five years in, we're still finding things out every day. The coach, always a journey of discovery. And uh, that does take us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on sending those racks, sending those thoughts, those questions. Challenge us, make us rack our brain. Roach Coach Podcast at gmail.com. Of course, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Roach Coach and all those. And you can uh, help us out. Donate to the Patreon, patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. And uh, until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.